Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, just so you know, we've got Happy, my co-host here. Yes, she's up this morning. Hi, Happy. How you doing? Uh, so what we're doing this morning is looking at what is going on in the market. A couple of quick things. First and foremost, I want to shout out Dion uh, from Dion Talk Financial News right here on YouTube. He was gracious enough to cover my Saturday live stream in our private Facebook group. So Dion, thank you very much for doing that. I will be back next week. Uh, in addition to that, I want to let you know that we are adding out-of-state investing to the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, uh, this morning. Uh, I've re reviewed all the material from Millennial Mike yesterday. Uh, I will be publishing it likely sometime this afternoon. So if you're in the course, you will see another section. It's in the bonus section. I think it's just called Out-of-State Investing, uh, but a lot of great material there. I think Mike did an awesome job. And uh, if you're not in the course yet, what's holding you back? Again, how to get started one rental at a time is how I learned a market I never lived in, how I built a portfolio that ultimately replaced two six-figure incomes and retired financially free. Not to mention all of the bonus sections. Private money, flipping, out of state, self-management, house hacking. The list goes on and on and on. And we're continuing to add, I'm looking to add some sections for Burr, trying to get some Section 8. And of course, Jonathan has committed to doing some syndication stuff. So hey, we're just going to keep growing. And if you buy the course, you can get added to the private Facebook group. So pretty cool there. Uh, as we get started for the week, I actually have a little twist on what I'm looking for next week. As we know, I think we talked about yesterday, I'm a little bit nervous about the China consumer and the U.S. consumer. It just hit me this morning that those two um, consumer bases obviously are the largest two in the world. And if the Chinese and the U.S. consumers both retreat at the same time because they are nervous, Maybe in one instance, they think the real estate market is cracked and their overindulgence on an inflated property market is going to uh, crash. They could pull back. And then we have the U.S. consumer who has all this political nonsense and chaotic nature going around. I'm just wondering if, we, if the Chinese and the U.S. pull back at the same time. Yeah, that recession call that I that I put out there the last two or three weeks might be might be around the corner. So anyways, that's what I'm going to be looking about. Again, this could be lots of smoke and mirrors and they can just go on their merry way and keep going. But I will always, always, always be tracking the consumer. They are the biggest part of our economy. And they're both my competition and my tenant base. So I need to know what's going on there. I uh, don't know if you saw this, but there was a software company that went public uh, last week. Software is the industry that I come from. 
uh, software is uh, generally speaking a very Silicon Valley based industry. This one goes public out of Boston, Massachusetts. Shout out the East Coast. Uh, Toast, uh, they built software for the restaurant industry, went out with a $30 billion valuation. And uh, I thought kind of the articles that I read this morning were interesting. Basically, they didn't want any reps in California, specifically the Silicon Valley, because they think the West Coast, as they call it, is all hype and very little substance. And they want the East Coast to be substance first and, to their words, not enough hype. I get it. I lived here my whole life. I, I think that is pretty well, pretty well said. So, again, hype over a substance is definitely a Silicon Valley thing. Don't know if you saw this, but if you are a Tesla driver, which Olivia really wants a Tesla. Yes, she does. Uh, you can now request full self-driving beta with a press of a button. I'm going to ask, anybody doing that? Anybody uh, really like the self-driving? I think it makes it drives me nuts that some people jump into the back seat while nobody's driving the car. That seems really dangerous to me. Uh, but again, I'm a control freak. That's why I don't like flying, as I've shared thousands of times. So I won't be pushing that button. But Olivia, she wants to push that button. She, uh, yeah, so... We shall see. Uh, and again, she, uh, I don't know, every once in a while, where's my Tesla? Where's my Tesla? Uh, can I show Happy? Yes, I can show Happy, of course. Hey, Happy, come here. People want to see you. There's Happy. Hey, remember, thumbs up for Happy. You're almost four pounds now. Yeah. There she is. So uh, thank you for that. I love showing Happy. She and I get a couple hours in the morning together while Olivia sleeps, so it's pretty cool. Looks like layaway is being replaced with buy now, pay later. Folks, this is, uh, let me be very clear. Buy now, pay later is 100% indoctrination to the rat race. Getting hooked on the go get it now, pay a little bit over later is, um, not helping you financially. This is, generally speaking, not a good thing. For those asking what breeds uh, happiest, she is a purebred uh, Shih Tzu. I don't know, some kind of, is it ACA ranking or something? I don't know. We bought, we, we bought her from some fancy breeder. Uh, so yes, buy now, pay later is not good. If you can't buy it twice with cash, you can't afford it. I think that's a Jay-Z quote. I think, or not a quote, a song lyric, a rap song lyric. I don't know. Anyways. So as you know, if you've been following this channel, I'm particularly interested in the 70s because I think uh, we are repeating that era as consumers. More importantly, I believe the government, meaning the presidency and the Fed, meaning Jerome Powell, are both repeating what their, what their I guess, peers did in the late 60s and early 70s. It is frightening the similarities that I see. Uh, in the 70s, just so you know, Nixon and Carter, uh, we had an oil shock, meat spiked. Nixon, get this folks, Nixon froze prices. He ultimately uh, froze prices for a three-month period. That three-month period was extended three years. 
anybody think eviction moratorium? How many times has the eviction moratorium been extended? This is the government getting in the way of our capitalist system. Yes, Nixon. Oh, don't worry, folks. It's only going to be three months. Does anybody remember somebody saying that? Yeah, right. Um, it was, Inflation was ultimately called public enemy number one. Uh, this was, I think it was Carter when he was a vice president, I think he called that. Um, or no, Ford, sorry. I got so many notes here. That was Ford, Gerald Ford. Uh, inflation's public enemy number one. It will be called that again. But until inflation is called public enemy number one, it is going to be ignored by Powell, who is focused on jobs. It is going to cause a problem. And let's not forget, uh, Volcker ultimately slammed the brakes on inflation by jacking interest rates all the way up to 20%. And that led to back-to-back recessions. Not good. Uh, just again for some numbers because I think we're set up in 2021 at the beginning of the 70s. So just so you know, 1972 CPI in PCE, we're going to go through three numbers here because you're going to see how it builds a base and then explodes higher. 1972 CPI, 3.4%. PCE, which is of course the Fed's favorite mandate, uh, it was 3.7. 73 we got some heat on the stove, 8.8 CPI, uh, 7.3 PCE. Ultimately, 74, uh, one of the worst years for inflation on record, 12.2% for CPI and PCE at 11%. I, d- I dug into 73 and 74 a little bit more. Apparently, there was severe weather around the world. Uh, that did cause a food shortage and food inflation. Kind of seems like we've had bad weather around the world this year also. I don't know. Uh, We did have the oil shock uh, with OPEC, which was a significant thing. And again, Nixon had three-month price controls from August 71 that lasted till April of 74. I would like to remind you that that's not three months. That's nearly three years. This shocked. And when I read that this morning, I was shocked. Price controls in the U.S. They were introduced by Richard Nixon. And they were only supposed to be temporary. And then lastly, I just wanted to again look at 1970 and 79. Look at some numbers, metrics, and then do the math for you on what the inflation was. So again, the median family income in 1970 was $8,734. Let's call it, I don't know, 8700 1979, the median family income, uh, household income, was 16461 That is an increase in income of 88%. Of all the stuff I've been reading the last six weeks or so, almost no one is pointing out that wages drove this whole party. Nobody is fact. Other than this channel and what I believe, I believe this is all wages that drove this. Because when you make more, what does the American consumer want to do? Spend, spend, spend. Makes sense. Just because I wanted to look at some other things, I looked at milk. Milk went from $1.15 to $1.62 a gallon. That's a uh, 41% increase. Gas went from 36 cents. Can you believe gas was 36 cents? 
to 86 cents. Shoot, wouldn't you like to pay 86 cents? Gas went up a whopping 139%. Eggs, why not? I like eggs. Eggs went from 62 cents to 85 cents in a decade. Uh, that is a 37% increase. And then finally, rent. Rent. This is a real estate channel. Rent went from $108. This again, medium rent for the US. So may not be where you were. 108 bucks all the way to 219. 219. Folks, that is an increase of 102%. If I believe the decade of inflation is coming, the recipe is simple. Do the work. Create a buy box like we talk about in the course. Go get as much 30-year fixed rate debt because rates will be higher in a decade. If we are following what the 70s give us, rates went from 8 to 11.5 in the 70s. Property values doubled. Rent doubled. And if you can do that and your fixed rate payment doesn't move, trust me, you are enjoying life. If you want to beat inflation, you need to own hard assets. And if you can own hard assets that also produce income, cash flow, life is good. And if you can own more than one, life gets really good. If you want to know how to do it, there's a course below called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. Uh, if you buy it, you can also join a private Facebook group only for students. Uh, we're almost a thousand people in the group now, uh, which is pretty cool. So uh, again, a lot of stuff going on today. We got Laura Morby confirmed for 16 minutes from now. And I have a surprise guest at nine o'clock uh, that we're going to talk to as well. Plus, I will give you my goals and community update. Have a wonderful day. Take care. And again, remember, hit the thumbs up for happy. Hi, everyone. How you doing? All right, take care. Bye-bye.